and welcome to the very first episode of my podcast, Ungodly. Um, This podcast is going to essentially be my retelling of the Bible along with kind of interspersed memories and stories of having grown up in the Bible Belt um, in what the experts call Fuck Nowhere, Georgia, um, and growing up in the Presbyterian Church. Um, So my name is Emily Farmer, and I am going to be your host, and I'm super excited to to start this limited series podcast. Uh, Turns out the Bible's a lot longer than I remembered, so um, limited is uh, is a choice that that I'm making to, uh, to use to call it. But uh, we're going to start off, actually, with our good pal, Genesis. So a couple things about me first, actually. Um, like I said, my name's Emily, and uh, and I grew up in the Presbyterian Church. Um, I grew up in the cool Presbyterian Church, not not the ones that, like, hate the gays and all and, and hate women. Um, so I, I don't know. I think it's Presbyterians of America or, or something. I don't I don't know. Um, my mom was raised Catholic. My dad was raised Presbyterian. And uh, essentially, my mom was like, well, I'm not going to ever be a Catholic again. So uh, so here we are. Um, we definitely went to church a lot growing up. It was kind of an every Sunday thing. And now we're like the Christmas and Easter goers. Um, right now, we don't go at all because of, you know, that whole COVID deal. Um, I don't, I don't go ever, but you know, my parents try to go, uh, more often, but, uh, the kids are no longer, uh, required to, to go along with them, uh, which is kind of nice. But, um, to start off, uh, we're, we're going to go ahead and jump right in, uh, to, to the Bible. Um, and just like, keep in mind here, um, that this is a, uh, hmm. Mm, you know, it's it's not necessarily going to be the most accurate retelling. Can't say it'll all be factually correct. Uh, can't say the entire Bible's factually correct. So uh, there might be some artistic license. But um, pretty much, if you want to learn a little bit more about Christianity, this is not the place for you. Uh, I would find someone else. So uh, Genesis. All right. So we start off. We got God and God's there. And God one day is like, you know what? Let's make some stuff. So he does. And so on day one, God creates, I believe, the heavens and the earth. Not the earth yet. Does he create the heavens or does he create light? Oof. Oof, we're off to a bad start. Uh, I am going to be uh, looking up things that I'm not totally sure on um, as I go. Uh, in theory, I would have an actual Bible to like, you know, read for um, for fact checking, but the Bible that I have is the King James Version and I can't read that. So, oh yeah, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Oh, oh no, on day one, God creates light. Yeah, that is that is definitely what happens. Okay, so God creates light on the very first day. Uh, there's light, there's darkness, and so therefore he creates day and night. And that is how it is the first day, because it's the first time that there's light and then dark. Um, day two, day two, we move on. 
and uh, and that's essentially where God creates the heavens and and the earth, um, where He's like, all right, here's here's the heavens, and then there's like the rest of everything. Um, and we don't worry about the second day too much. Day three, uh, God creates actual earth. Um, and, uh, and he, he makes like, you know, the land on earth and the water on earth. And he's like, great, fantastic. Um, and there's like this one little phrase in Genesis that like comes up a lot and it's like, and he saw that it was good. And I don't know if God like still looks down and's like, hmm, did a good job with that. But, um. Hmm, don't know, bud. Uh, so then day, what day are we on now? We're on day four. Day four, God creates the stars and the moons um, and the sun, essentially, to, um, he's already created light. He's created night and day, but he's not created a way for them to, like, happen. So now for Earth, he's like, all right, we're going to give you the sun. We're going to give you the stars. And that's how you're going to have day and night. And he saw it and it was good, apparently. Um, and so he has the greater light and the lesser light, which is, you know, what they thought the sun and the moon was. So good for them. Uh, I also, a thing that really confuses me about Genesis is who wrote Genesis? Like all the, a lot of them are like named after people and Genesis is not named after anyone. And so I don't understand who wrote Genesis, but it's fine. Uh, the fifth day, God creates, like, the fucking kraken. Uh, he, he creates the great sea monsters and, like, all the ocean animals. And, like, I, w <laughs> Loch Ness Monster confirmed in, in Genesis. I don't know. Um, sharks, crocodiles, I don't know, whatever all, whatever all God makes in the ocean. Um, this is actually the point at which we, we come up to the people who are, like, dual creationists and, and, like, scientists who are like well we don't know how long a god day is a god day could be billions of years and that's how they get around being like religious and also believing in science and there's this whole uh museum somewhere in like the midwest where this person is like come up with how dinosaurs fit into the creationist theory and um, it's it's just this whole like area of study where people are like, all right, how are we going to twist the Bible to make sure it fits science? Because we've got like trillions, not trillions, billions of years here, but, but God's only got like seven days. Um, and so basically what they come up with is, well, we don't know how long a God day is. So anything could have happened. Which again, really leads me to who wrote Genesis? Who? What did they call a day? Um, so we've got, yeah, we got all the sea monsters on the fifth day, uh, fish, all, all that, um, and also birds. So we got the birds and the fish. Day six, um, God creates like animals on earth, like, like land animals. So, uh, the Tyrannosaurus, etc. horses, um, really just all of the all of the land animals are created on the sixth day, as well as our favorite buddy, Adam. Uh, so God takes some dirt and is like, we're going to make this a man. And really just downhill since then. 
um, not, not a great choice on his behalf, I won't lie. Uh, so he creates Adam, and Adam is not the son of God, as we may remember. Um, it is very important to note that Adam's just a dude. Adam is, like, not special at all. Um, but Adam's made out of dirt or sand or something. And he creates him in his own image, and that's why we know that God's a dude, apparently. Um, technically, like, none of it's actually gendered in like the old-fashioned versions of the bible but you know this is 2021 and and apparently the bible needs gender norms so adam's a man and then god's like we're gonna steal one of adam's ribs and give him some company and he makes eve and that's when the world gets a little bit better as god makes a woman um and so we've got Adam and Eve and they're naked in Eden. And it's important that they're naked because that's, that's a plot point that's going to come in later. Um, my nephew watches a lot of uh, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. And so they have these things called uh, mouse katools. And there's always a mystery mouse katool. And they're like, that's a secret or a mystery item that's going to help us later. And so them being naked, that's that's a plot point that's going to help us later. Uh, and then on, on day seven, God's tired. And so God takes a break and just sits and like stares at it. And, uh, and that's why we have Sunday where people get all dressed up and go to church and shit. Uh, unless you're a Seventh-day Adventist, in which case you think Saturday is the day of rest because Sunday is the first day of the week, which honestly, I got to give them that's correct. Like day one is Sunday. And so it would follow that day seven is Saturday. Um, but that didn't that didn't really become the popular usage of uh, of day seven. And so Sunday became day seven. And that is the day of rest. And um Nowadays, it is the day of going to church and then going to, in in my hometown, Zaxby's afterward. Um, and you get your, your chicken, chicken fingers. Uh, that's really, wow, we don't, we don't, most places are closed on Sunday. You can't get Chick-fil-A, you can't get God's chicken on, uh, on Sunday. So you got to settle for Zaxby's. And, uh, and so that's, that's the creation of Earth. And, uh, and so it's really kind of unclear um, whether or not, like, God was, like, super happy with it, because he kind of destroys it a few times. Um, but we'll get to that a little bit later. Uh, so right now we're really going to just kind of do a speed run through uh, the Garden of Eden. And so the Garden of Eden is where God puts uh, Adam and Eve um, on his circular continent, worth noting, um, Pangea is not real, checkmate atheists, the Bible said so. Um, and so we've got our circular continent, and in it we've got the Garden of Eden. And so Adam and Eve live in the Garden of Eden, and God's like, you know what would be fun? What if I had this tree that they can't eat the fruit off of? That would be so much fun hilarious let's do that and so he does and like what's the point god why why would you make a tree that you're not gonna let them eat off of 
Like, why did you make poisonous things? I don't, what's the point? I don't get it. But anyway, so God creates this tree of life that you can't eat the, the fruit from. It's not an apple, okay? Everyone's like, Eve stole the apple. It's not a freaking apple. It's just a fruit, okay? It's, I don't know that they even have apples in this area of the world, but it's Eden. It's the Garden of Eden. It's a magical garden. Who knows? Uh, if you want to read more about that, read the Chronicles of Narnia. It's very religiously um, based. So anyway, uh, so we've got we've got Adam and Eve, and Adam and Eve are just living their best life, living in the Garden of Eden, chilling out, doing whatever they do. I don't think they don't have any children yet. They're just kind of because they don't have any like sexual consciousness, right? But also like they're supposed to quote bear fruit. So it's it's a little unclear on on what they're supposed to do. Cause like they don't they don't know that that's a thing. Cause like they also don't really know that they're naked, but they are. And, and it's God didn't have like the birds and the bees chat with them. Really should have kind of warned them about STDs and like you know, safe sex practices, but God didn't do that. Um, God just put a magical tree that they can't eat. And that was God's way of giving them birth control. So God forbids them from eating from this one tree, but then there's a snake in the garden and uh, the snake has feet. Okay. <laughs> just, just remember that apparently snakes used to have feet. Um, and so the snake goes up to Eve one day and is like, hey, Eve, wouldn't it be cool to, like, eat that fruit off of that tree over there? And Eve's like, oh, no, it's the forbidden tree. And the snake thing is like, you should eat it. God said it was okay. And I think that the snake is supposed to be temptation. I think... It's unclear if it's all metaphorical, and so it's just supposed to be, like, learning about the dangers of temptation and all that, but I don't know. They make it seem very literal, and as a child, I just wanted to know why the snake could talk. Um, that vexes me to this day. Why don't we have talking snakes anymore? Very disappointed in that. So Adam and Eve are in the Garden of Eden. And Eve is chatting up with the snake who's like, eat the fruit, Eve, eat the fruit. And so Eve, Eve gets a piece of the fruit and Eve's like, hell yeah, fruit, let's eat it. And so she brings a piece to Adam and she tricks him. Oh no. And this is, this is why men suck. Men to this day bring up the fact that apparently women tricked man at the very beginning. And that's why we can't be trusted. And that's how they justify the fact that they can't tell when women are wearing makeup and get mad that we look different when we're not. Um, have heard that from a man confirmed. Dudes suck. Sorry. So Adam and Eve eat the fruit. And then they realize they're naked and they're like, holy shit. All these animals in the Garden of Eden can see our private bits and that's really embarrassing. And so they cover up with fig leaves and they're like, oh man, gotta 
got to cover up, got to make sure that no one can see our, our lady bits and our man bits here. Um, because we now know shame because we have eaten the forbidden fruit and the forbidden fruit has given us knowledge of temptation and, and embarrassment and shame and things. And so then God comes down and, and God is an all-knowing God. God is omnipresent, omnipotent. God is everywhere, as I was often told as a child. Um, and so sometimes we would be sitting in the car and I would like look out the window and I would be like, is God there? Not out loud because I didn't want to be weird, but I would think it. And apparently so. Apparently, yes, God is there always, all the time, 24-7. But like he doesn't do anything about it. Like you're kind of, you, you might have free will, unclear. But God doesn't, doesn't really intervene. But he can like sometimes help. I, if, again, unclear. So God is like, hey, Adam, hey, Eve, what are y'all doing? Where are you? I can't see you in the Garden of Eden. Because they're trying to hide from him because they're ashamed. And covering themselves with fig leaves. Also, I want it to be noted that most of the art showing Eve in the Garden of Eden has her tits out and free the nipple 2021. Um, let women have their tits out. Sorry. Um, so they're in the Garden of Eden and God's like, hey guys, like just checking in, seeing how things are going. Um, pretty sure y'all might have eaten that fruit that I told you not to eat. And they're like, Psh, no, we didn't do that. We would never eat the fruit that you told us not to eat. And God's like, are you sure you didn't eat the fruit that I told you not to eat? And they're like, of course we didn't eat the fruit that, we that you told us not to eat. And God's like, psych, I'm all knowing. And <laughs> y'all definitely ate that fruit that I told you not to eat. And now I'm kicking you out of my sick garden. So they get kicked out. Now they're on their own. Just a man and a woman in the world who now know about sex. And, uh, and so away they go off off into the distance uh out of the garden garden of eden and um uh, now have to live on their own with their little fig leaf clothes um and then that's kind of where this part of genesis ends um i actually don't genesis is actually super super long a lot of things happen in in genesis because god messes up a lot of times in genesis um and so we're going to end here with Adam and Eve being kicked out of the Garden of Eden um, to go live in whatever's outside of the Garden of Eden. Like presumably just like a normal, I don't know. It's it's Middle Eastern kind of area. Uh, um, and so sort of vague on, on where everything is um but probably not as cool as the sick magic garden with forbidden fruit inside um but bright side there's not any uh any snakes anymore and well no there are snakes oh i think this is when god takes away the snake's legs that's his that's his punishment yeah, so this is why snakes don't have legs, um, is because the snake told Eve that she needed to eat the fruit. 
and it all became this blame game of when God was all like, what, what are y'all doing here? And then Adam's like, Eve made me eat the fruit. And Eve's like, snake made me eat the fruit. And so God's like, y'all all suck. Um, and so that's kind of, kind of where that part ends. And they're kicked out of the garden of Eden, uh, out into the world. Um, and it really just very quickly devolved from God seeing that it was good to God seeing that he might not should have created free will. Um, and so that, that is where this part ends. And um, that is where we shall end for today. Um, I don't super love long podcasts because my attention span is super short. Uh, so the goal is to keep all of these kind of within 25 minutes. Um, but I hope that you've enjoyed learning a little bit about Genesis and about uh, kind of where the Bible starts off. Um, and I hope that you will join me again next week uh, for the continuation of Genesis. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about Cain and Abel as well as Noah and the Ark. Um, and I will also be giving my personal ranking of all of the different denominations of Christianity, um, which is going to be filled with a lot of very controversial, uh, very lukewarm to hot takes. So thank you again for listening, and I hope to see you again next week.